This week's episode of Walking the Earth podcast is brought to you by Audible. At Audible, you can listen to millions of titles of audiobooks. And trust me, I've looked at them. They have everything. They've got Of Mice and Men. They've got Dracula. They've got Little Women. They have the Harry Potter series. And what better time than now, you know, when you're getting ready for the holiday season to get an audiobook for when you're on the road or you're with a Sherpa climbing the Himalayas or, um, I don't know, stuck in an airport in Tibet, you know, wherever you are in the world, uh, definitely check out audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast to get one free audiobook and one month free trial just for our listeners. And you can also support the show uh, by going and doing the trial at, again, audibletrial.com slash WTE podcast. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to support the show, you can also go to iTunes and give us a rating. Your, your ratings are very appreciated and they definitely help the show and let more listeners hear us. So again, go to iTunes and rate Walking the Earth Podcast. All right, that's it. On with the show. Hello and welcome to Walking the Earth Podcast. The podcast about the travel lifestyle. So is that right, Mikey? I got that right? Yeah. You got that right. And I'm calling in today in New York City, New York. This is Justin Castle. And I'm Mike Margulies. Uh, I am calling in from Chiang Mai, Thailand. And our guest today is Arpit Bansal, calling in from Gwalior, India. What's up, Arpit? Hey, guys. How are you? Great. Uh, I'm doing good here. Awesome. Oh, I'm awesome. Uh, Arpit, um, we actually met um, here in Thailand the last time I was here. Um, we met in the south of Thailand in the Krabi area. We were like just staying in the same hostel. And since then, we've both kind of been on our journeys. You actually went to Africa uh, for several months, and now you're back home in India. Um, and I think you have a whole slew of stories that I'm sure to share from your yeah. time in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. It, it was a rough ride, but it was a fun ride. Yeah. <laughs> well, why was it rough? What was so rough about it? Oh, Africa is rough and wild, dude. I mean, uh, when you talk about Africa, um, or at least when I talk about Africa, I have some goosebumps already when I'm talking about <laughs> Africa. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yes, because... Uh, the uh, I was mostly hitchhiking. I was not taking taxis. This is how I was traveling. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, yeah. And hitchhiking in Africa is not as easy as it is in the in other part of the world. Yeah. Um, wow. You really that's have awesome. To you make your way around, but hitchhiking. Uh, a lot of times, yes. Uh, there were times when mm. I had to pay even the hitchhiker. I have to pay the guy who gave me lift. There have been times. Oh yeah. But yes, I hitchhiked most of my way. Uh, but also, uh, Mike, uh, there there are areas which I went which I went to where there are no public transport. In Africa, there are still some areas where there is no public transport at all. Mm -hmm. You have to figure out your own way. I I walked all throughout the day sometimes to reach from one destination to other destination. So yes, you have wow. to go through such things in Africa. It's 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 like that's Africa for you. Yeah. DIA. Did you, so, so where did you can what countries did you walk through? Or did you travel through? Uh, so I started from uh, from Kenya. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I landed. Uh, and uh, from Kenya, uh, my my first 
plan. Actually, there was no plan when I went to Africa. I was actually going. There was no plan. I just wanted to go to Africa. I didn't even know what countries I'm going to. Kenya was one of the countries which uh, which allow Indian passport to get the visa on arrival. Mm-hmm. And there are very, very few countries which do that. So I thought, let me just at least reach Africa and I'll I'll, I'll see what can happen next. Right. Yeah. Um, then I was I, I actually bought one of the book in Thailand, which was talking about the origin of mankind, humankind. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned about this place called Jirukana, uh, which is on the border of Ethiopia and, and Kenya on the north, north borders. Right. And uh, that is where the humankind basically started. Right. So I thought I want to Cradle see this place. Where they, where, <laughs> yeah, where, where the humankind started. I mean, I was like, come on, this is the place I want to. Re- I really want to go. Right. And uh, so I started finding about that place and then I found out there is no public transport. It is in the middle of the desert and it's like Tirukana is a lake, Lake Tirukana, which is like an oasis. It's it's like water in the middle of the desert. There is no there is no greenery. There is no plantation around that around that lake. Wow. wow. And uh, so I started my journey like that. And uh, so when you go to Tirukana, uh, Mike and Justin, trust me, <laughs> it, it can easily be one of the most adventurous rides you people yeah. will have in your life. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, not, it's uh, not like uh, in Thailand where you've got, uh, you know, a tourist a guy taking all the tourists to the destinations no and stuff, way. right? <laughs> no way. And when, when people don't believe when you say that you're going to Tirukana, they don't, they don't believe you. They were like, oh, really? You want to go to Tirukana? You can't reach there. They, they, they literally... Tells you tell you things like that. Really? So, so you just have to like muster up your own lifts and stuff and Yeah, so I uh, I actually I was not thinking a lot, uh, to be frank. I was really not thinking where how far I can go. I was thinking let me just keep moving in that direction. I will eventually reach there. Yeah. Because there was no time limit. I was like I am moving towards that direction. I'm at, at least getting closer every day. Right. So that's how I'm going. There was no timeline. So I I uh, I started from Nairobi. I I went till Marlal. Uh, Marlal is a place where all this camel derby happens. The world famous camel derby. Uh, you guys should definitely check it out. <laughs> I've never heard. Uh, wait, I've never heard. <laughs> of, what is a camel derby? Can you describe? <laughs> what is? I don't know what it is. I I don't. I've never. It is. It is the most awesome thing you can see. Uh, <laughs> it is. It is like you know what derbies are. Now imagine a camel. So they're racing derby. camels. It's racing camels basically. It That's happens. Awesome. Uh, once uh, in an year, uh, in one of the remotest places called Maralal, but the people from all over the world reach Maralal for that derby. So, and some somehow I was so lucky that when when I reached Maralal, that her derby was ha- was supposed to be happening in two days of time, and and so I stopped by and I was like, oh, let me see. So I uh, and because I was camping, I was not taking a hotel. I actually uh, fixed my tent just next to the derby ground. Right. So. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah, I just my my tent was just uh, next to the derby ground. I I'll send you the picture. I clicked the picture. It's it's quite nice, and uh, and that's that's Marlal for you. Marlal is a small town uh, in uh, north of uh, Kenya, very remote. Not many people go there, uh, but that is the last place till where you can actually find the roads. Actually, no, uh, there are, there are no roads to Marlal also. But at least there is a way. You can ask the uh, directions. Don't need roads. <laughs> so, so how do you, so how do you get around? Do you use um, what, like if you're if you if there are no roads and you're wandering around, what do you use to get your sense uh, of direction? Do you use uh, your phone? Do you like what do you use? 
uh, no, I was I was mostly on on asking people. I was I had uh, Lonely Planet sometimes. Uh-huh. Of course, I was following lo- a lot of Lonely Planet. Uh, then there were I have my own personal load because uh, like for example, the way I met Michael, I actually met a lot of other travelers who used to guide me, and I uh, I'm very thankful to a couple of travelers I've met in Thailand and in Bhutan when I was in Bhutan. Uh, and they suggested me a lot of places and how I can. So there's one Israeli guy I met, and he told me how to reach the Rukana. So okay. that's how he told me that if you want to reach the Rukana, you have to go from this place to this place to this place to this place. So you basically have to reach Maralal. From Maralal, you have to reach Southor. From Southor, you have to reach Leongalani. Yeah. And that's how you reach there. Wow. So I had I had my notes from that Israeli guy, and uh, I was They'd find completely people along the way. Yeah. yeah, I was I was actually I blind trusted him uh, because that's the only hope and like this is the one of the assumption I made that that Israeli guy was not lying. Yeah. So, you, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's a lot yeah. of Well, yeah, keep, the thing that most people are 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 going to help you, you know. I and I, I I haven't I don't think my travel's been quite as hardcore as yours. Uh you know, I've been in territory that's slightly more chartered, I I guess. Um, but a lot of times you do just you tr- you trust in people. People generally I mean, uh, are good. They're, they're travelers are the most beautiful people, Mike. Travelers are the most beautiful people in the, <laughs> mm, on this planet. Yes, yeah. they are the most uh, trustful, truthful, yep. nicest people on this planet. I mean, I love this people. These people from the travel world. They yeah. are so honest and they love it is each true, other. Man. Like that's one. It is one of the the highlights of the experience. You know, is like yes, meeting meeting other travelers. I can't tell you how many times I've been helped. There is a guy who gave me his uh, sleeping bag uh, because he was just finishing his travel and he said, hey, Arpit, my sleeping bag is better than your sleeping bag and you're going to uh, this area where it would be colder. You should carry my sleeping bag. Oh, that's and things so like nice. that. Oh, wow. So that's very kind. Yeah. That's very, very nice. I And, you know, like everyone that we talk to are incredible people, have their amazing stories, just like you. Just like you. You're a very accomplished person. You've done a lot of things. You've worked for some amazing uh, software companies and or and uh, online companies. And now, and now you're traveling. And you went to Jerkana, uh, <laughs> and you saw the Camel Derby. Like like nothing tops that. Um, ah, dude, Camel Derby was awesome. And you're just a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, you know? I, I, I something I, I have yet to do. Actually, the closest thing I've done to a Camel Derby is was in India in Pushkar, which is not too far from where you are now, is it? Like a few hours yes, I've away? Yes, I've been to Pushkar. The, the Pushkar uh, Camel Fair. That was like last, in yeah, November. Yeah, but it's not Derby. Uh, Pushkar Camel Fair no, is not crazy. It's not Derby there. Yeah, there are like Mar- camels and like dressed up in like, uh, all kinds of weird outfits. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and there's, this, there's this sweet picture of me like next to a camel. With, like this, I had a giant beard at the time and like this, uh, I had like a turban on. <laughs> like, yeah, and there's like a whole... You, you know it's, that oh uh, yeah that it's, happening. it's right that's right it was one holy shit that was one year ago when i was there yeah. oh that blows my mind um yeah it was last november um oh my god that is right now isn't it yeah uh are you gonna go man it's that that thing was awesome <laughs> i think there are a couple of times so uh, so no maybe uh, so you, time, yeah not. you kind of seen it yeah and for your benefit justin i, I probably I, I don't know i've told you already but it's you know it, it's just camels there's like actually a whole carnival there too there's rides and like oh cool um it's a it's a quite the spectacle um yeah, and you can actually uh, 
uh, fix up your tent right in mid of all the camels. Like there are camels <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, and you can just have- yeah. <laughs> I imagine that doesn't smell that great, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know. You can carry a good room freshener or tent freshener, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like a little tree, one of those uh, little cabbie uh, fresheners. <laughs> it's a it's a sweet experience. Uh, although I ha- yeah I, ha- I have not seen the a derby version of a camel festival though. So that. <laughs> so, so what? So you saw race? Is there's races at the derby are there other events like like strong pool like do they pull heavy loads or something or or no so there, it's it's basically kind of a race which happens for it's like it's a two-day event one day when the when uh, a lot of camel enthusiasts they come from all around the world uh, they settle down in this place marlal uh, the name of the place where the derby happens is uh, uh, ah, it's so tough to remember the names uh, i don't don't worry about it We'll look it up afterwards. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I can I can look it up and I'll ping you later maybe. Sure. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so that it's a, it's basically a race which happens and uh, uh, and a lot of people from the tribal areas around Marlal, uh, a lot of Africans, Kenyans, Ethiopians come there mm-hmm. and they they witness it and then there is a fear around it. Uh, people have small small stalls. People are playing games. They are sharing, yeah. clicking pictures. It's like a, it's like a fun fair where the derby is also happening. Like it's a fun fair which is around camels yeah. in the middle of the desert, mm. and it's it's quite an experience. It's That's quite cool. an experience. That's very cool. So so you stayed there in, during your your trip up to Drakir. Up to Tirukana. Tirukana, yes. sorry, I said Drakir. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, so in Tirukana, I finally found out about this truck uh, which supply. Uh, uh, which sends a lot of supplies to the tribal areas in mm-hmm. Tirukana. So Tirukana is also the name of the one of the tribes in Africa. They are called uh, uh, called Tirukana tribes. Uh, on your way to Tirukana, you also encounter two more tribes. One is called Samburu tribes, and the other is called Masai tribes. So uh, you, in order to reach Tirukana, you probably have to cross these two tribal areas as well. And and of course, Tirukana and Samburu are not very friendly tribes. They don't like each other a lot because of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Tirukana try to attack water resources of the Samburu tribe, and Samburu people try to attack oh, wow. the water it's like tribal resources. Tribal warfare. Of, yeah, it's on. a tribal warfare. It's like it's it's and it's quite crazy, Mike. Uh, it's so crazy that. Uh, uh, that government has actually allowed these tribal people to carry their own guns without even a license. Oh, really? They don't have to have a... Yes, they don't uh, even have to have their licenses. They can carry AK-47 just like that. Like, every second guy is carrying an AK-47. It's like the Wild when, West. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's like, it's that crazy. When you're like, probably, when you're you say pro- AK-47s? I've seen so many AK-47s. The Wild West machine guns. Oh, my Holy God. Shit. That's... That's pretty, yes, that's pretty I, like uh, I, I was I was surprised in the first two instances, but later on it was just so cool to see somebody just carrying machine guns around. Like, yeah, <laughs> oh my I, I, I was not sure about the gun. I'm not I'm not very good in finding out which gun it is. But they were the big guns. They were like really big guns. Wow. Wait. So so at any time that you were traveling amongst these tribes, did you get to did you interact with them and with these the tribal yes. members a lot? Yes. Uh, so, uh, okay. So uh, let me uh, come back to this. Sure. Uh, so I'll tell you. So let me have the continuity in this story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, from Mar Lal, I found out about this truck, which was sending the supply to Tirukana. So I asked the owner if I can, I can take a lift from the truck so that I can also reach Tirukana. And uh, he said the next truck is going in three days. Uh, so I waited there for three days and he said, all right, if you can pay me this amount of money, probably you can give me the lift. And I said, okay, this is the only 
this is the only vehicle which is going towards that side. Yeah. Like I have no option. Let me just go. Um, but Mike, it was not an easy truck because it was full. Oh, yeah. It was just fully loaded. So I have to sit sit on the truck. I can't sit inside the truck because it's <laughs> full. So I was I was sitting on the truck. Oh, uh, man. On the hood. I saw people do another kind of thing though around like Mumbai and stuff. People would get on top of the trains and stuff like that. Did you ever do any yeah. of that stuff? And, but, but it was so uh, it was it was a desert, so the air was yeah. very dry, oh, and the sand was coming on on your face all the time. And there was no road, so basically it's all rocky and and dry. So, so you're on top of this truck through a rocky. I was sitting the on the top of the truck, oh, and the, and the journey was approximately 27 hours, 28 hours. He said it will take around 30 hours. Whoa! Anything close to that to reach where I wanted to go. And then, uh, 30 hours on top I mean, of the truck. Get, on the top of the truck and, without food, anything without what? anything. So he just. You, do you know so what? The, I, I took two loaves of bread and some water. Yeah, well, yeah, I was, was going to say that that I know that in desert areas, I've went to Arizona uh, once before. They say you lose three times the amount of water in yes. than you do in a normal climate. So you need to be drinking three times the amount of water you typically drink. And how much did you have like enough to bring with you on this 30 hour trip? Uh, so <laughs> yes, Justin. According to me, I uh, I was carrying enough water. So uh, because I'm an engineer, I I have also done a lot of research on myself. Oh, did you? Uh, okay. I I think I have already talked about this thing with Mike when when I met him in Thailand. I don't even know if he remembers it, but uh, I was training myself before I started traveling, and mm. uh, there were certain uh. things which I have worked upon, like my diet. I changed my diet completely from the rough food. So I, I shifted myself on some. On, on, uh, on. Because I'm a vegetarian. Right. I'm a strict vegetarian. I never eat meat or anything like that. So I shifted my uh, diet towards powdery food, like Cerelac. You know that kids eat Cerelac. I used to train myself by eating Cerelac. It's it's like a powder thing. Okay. Oh, and, uh, what Cerelac is this? What is that? Uh, I think I've heard of it. But I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like a powder which uh, generally kids eat very small kids to complete their diet, and okay. uh, I was I was I was seeing myself how how my body reacts to it. So I was eating it for days and days, and I was also reducing my water intake so that I don't need much of the water while I'm traveling. So I finally was able to uh, reduce my okay. water intake to this level that I can only survive in half a liter of water in a day or one liter of water in a day. Whoa. And, uh, so you and, uh, did you read about this online and you researched this? And yes. Okay. Yes, there is a source. I I send you a link where you can where you can uh, go through how you need to train your body. Pre desert you have to keep training. Calculating your, yeah, you have to keep calculating your blood pressure, your sugar level, your hemoglobin when you are, uh, and you have to see if your body is reacting well or your body is not reacting well to it. Okay. So my body, oh, wow. my body was reacting quite well with it. So I changed my uh, diet. Uh, you won't believe that uh, in Africa also I was not buying mineral water. I was mostly surviving on the tap water, local water, really? whatever okay. water, like whatever I get uh, locally, whatever the people over yeah, there are drinking. Drink. Okay. Yes. Did you get uh, sick so at I all? Got, hey, yes, of course you get sick. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> I get, yeah, you get sick, but your body only gets sick once. Then you adapt You don't get it. sick twice. That's yeah, true. Then you adapt. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I got sick um, when I was in India, actually, like about two or three weeks into my trip when I was in Humpy, um, and I, I ended up, uh, in the first couple of episodes of the podcast, I have like a cough, actually, you know, when I was coming on, and then a couple of days in Humpy, I was like, oh, deathly ill, but then like afterwards, I was like, you know, 
I was good to go. I was like, yes, yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm adapted to India. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was I was a little harsh on myself, but I was like it's okay, man. I, because I can't keep buying water. It's it's very expensive to buy water in Africa, and I'm, right. I'm a budget traveler. Mm. I can't afford to buy water and keep wasting money on water. Got it. Yeah. So yes, uh, accordingly, I bought water on my way to Tirukana. I had uh, five liters, two five liters. So I was carrying. That's, uh, approximately 10 liters of water that's, oh, but that's uh, lot, but yeah. this whole water is till my way back not only till i reach leongalani oh it it was also in leongalani and while i come back because i can't buy water over there oh, when wow. i have to come back yeah that's yeah that's a good amount of water to carry with you <laughs> 10 yeah. liters of water oh man <laughs> on the top of a truck on the top of a truck on the top Desert. of the with two <laughs> and two loaves of bread two loaves of two bread <laughs> Wow, that's holy shit! So, man. So, man, that's I like. I can I can imagine. I hope you. I wish you have a picture of that. That would be an amazing photo. I have. I have. I'll send you the pictures. I have. Uh, yes, pictures. please. Please do. Oh yeah. I want to see I this. Will, well, post. So I will send out. you the picture of uh, the truck, maybe. And <laughs> the, uh, yes. Cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you got. On, so you okay. got. On, you're on the truck. You got your water. You got your 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 uh, your bread. You're heading over, um, on the truck. And on the truck. Yeah. And then then I found out a couple of things while on my journey. Uh, so the truck stopped uh, uh, to give lift to a couple of more people. So I was joined in, in the three or four hours of time. I was joined by two uh, Somalia boys who were trying to uh, refuse. They were the refugees who were trying to escape the country. Uh-huh. They were trying to cross Somalia, <laughs> Kenya and then reaching Ethiopia. Oh, wow. So, so the guys giving you lift is also uh, smuggling in immigrants that are crossing the borders and stuff. No, uh, <laughs> this guy was only trying to give them refugees, the lift rather. They, yeah, they were they just asked for the lift. Actually, uh, later yeah, yeah. I found out when I was talking to them. They didn't understand my language, but they were uh, speaking very, very little English. Okay. So then we started having conversation because everyone is sitting on the truck and and you have to you have to talk to yeah like, do something. Right, right. You're there for some thirty hours, right? Yes, man. So, so we started talking. Then we became friends. Then they, they said they are they are uh, Somalia boys. They they sometimes stay in Turkana. Then they come here, uh, buy some more essentials, and they they go back to Turkana because Turkana is is a good place to hide you. It's like it's a desert, uh, right? Okay. So ah, you can okay. Just hide yourself anywhere. Gotcha. So they come here to the city area, to the Marlal area, to buy some supplies, to some buy some food and things they want. And then they go back to Tirukana and then they can also cross the Topian border from there. That's what they were told, telling me. I don't know how true is the story, but right. that's what they told me. Gotcha. Okay. That, so That's pretty wild. So yes, uh, from there, uh, but yeah, the, the life is not that simple, dude. Uh, uh, when, uh, okay, so uh, to add to this, I also want to tell you that Tirukana is one of those places where uh, the average speed of the wind is 120 kilometers per hour. It's mm-hmm. average. It, uh, that's why there are just too many windmills and uh, most of the Kenyan power comes from Tirukana uh, by the wind. Oh, so really? Produce, Kenya produces a lot of uh, energy just from the, the wind. In you think it's just the change in pressures? It causes the wind because of the... Is it cooler on the water and the uh, versus the desert? Possible. I think, yes, possible. Because yeah. uh, because it's oasis. Lake Tirukana is oasis. Yeah. And it's bigger desert. So uh, and and Turkana is a big lake, so probably change in yeah, the, the air, air air temperature causes a lot of wind. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty wild. So you just see, and it's kicking up dust storms. I'm sure, right? Like yeah, crazy. So, so basically, what happens is the air is too strong, too strong. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's wow. so strong that you can't even stand, and you you can always feel that your truck is actually going in a direction. So, for example, if you want to walk straight, you actually walk in a direction towards the wind, and you eventually walk straight. You, get <laughs> you have to walk a little different in a different direction in order to walk straight. Wow! The truck was also driving in that direction. That it drives little right, so it walks. It it actually drives straight. Oh, like that. because oh the wind God. is actually affecting the trajectory of the. Yes, exactly. Wow! Wind basically That's incredible. Direction. So, so yeah, it was a rough shit. ride, and then our truck broke away at the middle of the night, and it's like at two o'clock in the night, and I can I was in the middle of the desert, like the for thousands of thousands of I think thousands of kilometers. I I don't think even there was any town, and uh, our truck broke away, and uh, uh, those guys truck guys just left us on the truck, and I don't know where they went, and uh, so I I I'm I was there with there were two uh, tribal people. They were fully naked, uh-huh. sitting in the truck. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, yeah, they, just, they were just two, just two tribal wow. people, full naked. Two <laughs> women, wow. uh, uh, one old guy mm-hmm. and one kid, and and me, and one, I was with one of the. Uh, uh, you remember that guy I was traveling with, Mike? Yeah, uh, in Krabi. Uh, yeah, so he was there with me in this journey as well. Oh, he was. So, he was with you also. Yeah, he was with me as ah. well. Here. And then we were wondering what to do uh, here now. There's, I mean, what what to do next? So we waited. We thought we'll just wait till the morning. So uh, somehow we managed to uh, stay there all night because the wind was too strong. There was a, it was a stormy night. We found out next day that it, there was a storm in the desert last night, and we actually survived the storm somehow. Oh and wow! That's, that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the reason why the truck broke because of the storm actually. Oh, okay. So the truck breaks morning, down on your way. Yeah, and next morning we <laughs> waited till six o'clock in the morning. Then there was a, you can uh, call AAA out there. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your, <laughs> yeah tri- I don't know, man. Don't know. We we were wondering how uh, how are we going to survive this time because there was no other way, and we were that was that was the time uh, when I I I had no plan. I was like, I have no plan. Let me see what happens because now now it's up to. Up to the Almighty, if if we can even reach Leongalani. Wow! But then, wow. Uh, then uh, we got help from uh, one more. Uh, so, so there uh, there was a truck, uh, not a truck actually. There was a very small small truck, uh, which was working on uh, um, on one of the windmills uh, of. Oh the, yeah, okay. It was it was a government truck which was crossing to fix the windmills. So they saw us. We we asked their help. So they dropped us. So we took the lift from them. Then they dropped us to Leongalani, and that's how we reached Leongalani. So after, I think we reached Leongalani in approximately one and a half days. I don't know how much time it took, but it took a long time. To gotcha. Leongalani. Gotcha. So, oh so, shit, man. So this is this is wild. This is wild, man. So you, so you, yeah. how far away were you at this point from your destination? Like, um, are you still? Uh, Leonglani was Terukana, actually. This is where, uh, uh, actually, this was the area where, which is called Terukana. Leonglani was way, way more beautiful than I actually thought. It was, I can't tell you how beautiful it is. I I, I literally cried sitting there alone wow. so many times. Because, yeah, man. And, yeah. Uh, and I also cried because there was no way out. When we reached there, we found out. Helplessness. <laughs> cried out of helplessness and out of beauty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when I reached there, I, I actually started asking people, "How do people go back?" And they say nobody comes. They're 
So there is no way out. You have to you wait start. for the next truck come, and when the, that truck will go back, then probably you have to take the same journey back. And I was like, no, man, come on, not the same <laughs> wow. journey. Wow! Holy oh. shit, man! So, so while you're so while you're there, you 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 take in this beautiful, uh, you know, oasis town in the middle of the desert, and yes. there's. There's only locals there. It sounds like there's it's only tribals there. Uh, the the name of the village was Leongulani. Uh, yeah. The tribal people were called Tirukana tribal. Uh, I'll I'll send you the picture to get the reference. Maybe you people will start uh, getting a lot of uh, yeah references yeah. if yeah. you see the pictures. Maybe D- definitely, yeah, yeah. So definitely, we'll af- definitely. Afterwards, we'll we'll get those from and we'll you. Post, we'll post them up or link up to them on on the post. Yeah, the episode. yeah. So, uh, don't worry. Yeah. Yes. But so, yeah, that's incredible. So, so why, how many days are you actually in Turkana? Uh, I was, I was actually stuck in Turkana for five days. Uh, it was after on the sixth day when, uh, when I found out about this truck, which was going back. It's a long story, man. I mean, uh, that th- life is not simple in Turkana. When you <laughs> found out about a truck, it's always a lie. I mean, people in Africa, they, huh. they, there's no watches. Like, people don't have this understanding of time. Like, when they say that right. it is in some time, the some time could be days also. Ah, okay. I mean, there's, there's no understanding it's of the time. Like whenever like it happens. Us. Yes. What, I, what, right. I'm, what I'm curious about is, is you brought a loaf of bread and water to last, you know, 10 liters of water, two loaves of bread. and, and... No, then I was, I was actually, uh, I started cooking in Tirukana. Uh, I, I also carry a small stove with me because, uh, ah. so I carry a very small stove, this, this smaller size and with two small, small, tiny cylinders. It's like one stove, one cylinder is enough for 10 times of my cooking. Like if I cook my food, I can cook one cylinder 10 times. Okay. So I started getting this uh, carrots and cabbages and potatoes in Tirukana from the local, from the tribals. I started getting these uh, vegetables. Gotcha. Uh, and I started cooking that. So I was uh, eating veg- uh, vegetable, cooked vegetable. And I also oh. carry some, you know what Maggie is, right? Like Maggie? No, I don't know. Maggie. What, what is Maggie? Maggie noodle. What's that? It's a, it's, a, it's a kind of a noodle which you get in India, Maggie noodle. Okay. So, uh so you add basically some spices to Maggie noodles in order to eat it. So what I was doing uh, it, I was only carrying the spices of Maggie. It's like small bricks of, <laughs> of which which is like which is combined with salt oh, and yeah. all the basic spices. Gotcha. So yeah, one one brick, a uh, lot of vegetables is enough to eat, and it's like yeah, it, it tastes good, man. That's cool. Wow. Wow. So so okay. But, so, but you don't. So this is in the middle of nowhere. Where you, you got to stay somewhere? Did you stay with locals? I had I had my tent. All oh, right. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Because Mike, you don't travel with a tent. Like a lot, a lot of people. No. Most people. I, I, we talk to yeah, don't. Yeah, this really is a much a more like uh, definitely way more hardcore style of you know where I, I don't travel with a tent or, or a stove or any of these things. It kind of you know for me. I'm traveling generally places where you know, I can find a guest house to stay kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I can find restaurants. I can find a pharmacy down the street if I something happens, you right. know. Um, and, yeah, nothing near kind of what you're doing, Arpit, where it's kind of like, yeah, you're going like way the fuck out there. <laughs> and, and find, yeah, you bring your tent, bring your housing, bring something to cook with. Uh, yeah, you're in like. Far away from it, you know. Yeah, far I, I away mean, from I, I was roads I, I, or anything like. 
<laughs> my backpack it's incredible. Was, my backpack was 14 kgs, uh, 14 kgs, which had one one plate, one spoon, one knife, uh-huh. uh, wow. one small utensil to kick, one small gas, one cylinder. Uh, so it's like only essentials. Gotcha. I didn't have clothes. That's yeah. the only problem I had. I didn't have clothes. <laughs> so you just had the clothes in your back. Yeah, just only two yeah. shorts, two t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. One tra- one shirt. Man. Mad props to you, dude. That's, like that—that's just like, you can't—you can't carry a lot of weight. I'm a small guy. You know how small I am. I'm like a <laughs> tiny boy. I can't carry more than, carry more than twelve kgs. Like it's—it becomes tougher for me to carry more than twelve, thirteen kgs. Yeah, mm. thirteen kgs is just the optimum weight for me to carry. Yeah. Especially, especially if you're rationing your food intake too. You know, you know, your energy levels got to be something that you got to watch closely, especially when you're hiking with all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but Justin, surprisingly, when you travel, your energy levels keeps increasing, even though whatever shit you are eating, mm. somehow, <laughs> somehow you feel more energetic. I was like, I, I was, I was tired sometimes, but, but still, my energy level was very high, even when I was tired. Yeah. I mean, I had enough energy to wake up early morning and still move and and take out my tent, fold it, keep it inside my bag, move, take out my tent again in the night like fix my tent again mm-hmm. take out my sleeping bag i was carrying my sleeping bag also of course yeah so that's i mean that's yeah. i mean I, I can only imagine i can only imagine that when you're walking around all day you're hiking all day you you get more you get used to it our bodies are meant to be we're we're, yes. we're animals similar to what you were you know? saying you train Dude, yourself we're animals, to, like, trust to me. work our on... body is just too awesome man like it, yeah. it adapt it's adapting adapting and it surprises you on so many levels i feel like, like a, you, you I feel like yeah, a, you, I feel like such a piece of shit because I sit in front of <laughs> in front of a desk all day, oh, just on. like pile like a pile of mush, just sitting there in front of my desk. <laughs> no man, walking the earth is the cool coolest thing. I mean, I wish I could have done something so cool uh, as you guys are doing. Uh, thank man. you, thank you, man. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, your fanship and uh, of the show uh, uh, and yeah, the kind words. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you're a very cool man, Arpit. You're just an awesome story, I mean, amazing story. Yeah, I, we're just happy to have you as a guest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy as well. I'm really thankful. Next time on Walking the Earth Podcast, we continue our conversation with Arpit Bansal, and he shares his perspective of traveling as an Indian backpacker and gives contrast to Mike's experiences traveling as a Western backpacker and shares a few instances where he's actually been denied access to certain countries and had to fight with their high commissions just to get in. So it's a very interesting conversation. Don't forget to check it out at wtepodcast.com. And don't forget to try your free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash wtepodcast. Just by getting the trial, you help to support the show and you get a free audiobook. Also, if you have the chance, please rate us on iTunes. And that's it. Peace out, Cub Scout.